Okay, <clears throat> let's let's do it professionally this time. Hello, everyone. That wasn't professional, was it? Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Empowered with Marina podcast. <laughs> How did you like that? Welcome. If you're here for the first time, please make yourself at home, get comfortable, and welcome back if you're returning, which would be great. Oh, wonderful. Now, to add to the professionalism, the neighbors are doing some work. So, yeah, there's going to be some noise, potentially. Uh, <laughs> This is great. Um, so I am talking today about adjusting your training nutrition around the menstrual cycle. Should you do it or should you not do it? What apps could you use for tracking your cycle to keep your data safe? And how is that squats are better for belly fat loss comparing to any sort of abs exercises, which I'll cover the last, so please stay with me. Okay. This has been a very popular topic for a while now, but it seems to be um, similar to any fitness trend. You start getting general advice pushed onto every single person who struggles with this certain issue. So for instance, here we're talking about menstrual cycle and how to adjust how you train, what you eat and how you eat around that time. So it seems like the advice that's been given is pushed onto every single person that menstruates. And as always, with that kind of stuff, there's no one size fits all. A blanket recommendation will have nothing to do with you, your own experience, but because someone told you it should be your experience, you might well start feeling weaker before your period and feel like you have superpowers right around your ovulation because, you know, a little bit of a placebo effect. The truth is everyone is different and just like amongst women, I don't know if you do kind of talk about it with your friends or your girlfriends, but yeah, I, I do. <laughs> I had those shots since since I was a teenager. And you know how there will be differences in how and if they experience period pain. If you ever talked about um with your friends, then you might know, which was really annoying for me because I, I found out from from my friends only that not everyone suffers from seven days long, heavy, extremely painful periods, which was my own experience. And I still remember the envy when I heard one of my school friends uh, saying how, yeah, she doesn't really notice, she's got like a three-day period. Yeah, let's, let's not go into that because <laughs> you, might, you might hear in my voice the change and the envy, jealousy even, um, because I was really, really struggling. And it's not the same experience for everyone. The same goes for the experience of hunger, cravings, stress, or just feeling clumsy, like I do feel clumsy around that time, or some people don't feel any different. And my clients also have different approach to it. So they would either cancel their session when I was doing face-to-face sessions on the first day of their period. Uh, some of them would actually feel worse on the second day. And some would come to the session thinking they're about to have their period and that they need to adjust the session. And then they would get their PBs on that very day. So like you see, there's um there's no one experience for everyone and so no recommendation should be given no same recommendation should be given for everyone and it might be also that you feel very little difference in the lead up to your period and you're pretty consistent in the gym so in that case you trying to then figure out and getting confused by what should I do how should I train should I change my nutrition bring it up to maintenance you know all of that is very confusing and just adds the stress that's not necessary when potentially you could just continue doing as is. And the fact is that studies do show increase in basal metabolic rate around your period, which means that your calorie required requirement might increase. 
but again the experience of it will be very individual if you do more if you do experience more of a hunger around that time of the month it's often that the experience of the hunger is far higher than the actual increase in bmr which on average sits around 100 to 200 calories a day hold on a second is there going to be drilling um so yeah it's 100 to 200 calories a day but we might actually feel like it's a lot more and i know from my own personal experience that 200 extra calories a day would not even scratch the surface of what my brain tells me to eat at that time so what i'd encourage you to do is to pay attention tracking your menstrual cycle and the symptoms it comes with it really helps understanding patterns and then deciding on how you want to approach this and if you have to change anything the apps worth looking at are those that don't sell or share your data, such as Clue or Stardust, as of now. And this is something that... Oh, let me pause for a second. Drilling. And we're back, baby. Let's see how much noise there's going to be from the neighbor. But um, yes, something I didn't really think about before and I was using Flow App, which I didn't realize that it's not really that data safe. Um, but it was thanks to the AQ Nutrition course that I've done. And that's where it was highlighted. So keep your data safe whilst tracking your menstruation. Now, based on that, when you're tracking, whether you're using an app or maybe you're just having a bit of a journaling um, habit or you put some notes in your in your phone, in your notes, you can do that as well. If you start seeing patterns, you can then decide what to do. So around that time, you might want to um, up your calories and lower the intensity of the training, do both or either of them. You might want to just keep things as they are because you potentially feel fine and you have more or less the same energy uh, energy and you feel okay to continue with your training and your usual nutrition but you might so may also feel like you're not up for heavy lifting on the first day of your period and you wanted to either reduce the training intensity or replace it with something more gentle like a walk or a yoga session um equally for some of my clients the experience of pain even though they were like not up for a session they still showed up uh, they did train at lower intensity and that actually helped with the pain and made them feel better. But again, as individuals, you would have to try what works for you. And for some of us, it can be a mentally challenging time. So although your strength or your appetites, they go pretty consistent, your mood and experience of stressful situations can be different to what you consider normal or usual for yourself. And this can lead to dropping motivation, emotional eating, lower self-esteem, poor body image around that time. And that then can impact your readiness for training and the calorie intake. So it will impact the, the way you feel. The physiological side of it is not going to be as much of an issue. But you'll feel the change in your in your mood, in how you feel mentally. And that will impact the training and your diet and calorie intake. So again, this is very much dependent on your circumstances and on your body. And if you're not sure if you should be adjusting your approach, your training and your diet, or you know that you should be doing it, but you're just not sure how and what to change, please reach out to me either via email at marjenayourpt at gmail.com. And I'll leave it in a in the message notes, message in the episode notes. Or drop me a message on Instagram at magena underscore personal training and let's see what's going on for you around that time. You can just message me, period, and I'll get back to you. So you don't have to think of any sort of like kind of awkward certain conversation line or anything like that. I'm kind of like, uh, that would be my case. I'll be just overthinking like, oh, what should I write in there? <laughs> like, hey, um, 
so yeah just just a period period <laughs> and uh, i'll get back to you and you have to you can just avoid the awkwardness of starting a conversation and yeah let's have just a little chat about how we can make that time a little bit different to you or do you need to actually change anything at all now the second topic that has been coming up recently and actually for the last few years is targeting specific body parts especially this seems to be the most popular one when i say popular quote unquote popular losing fat around your stomach and this question usually is phrased differently but still asks like the same or like touches on the same topic so for instance you might be asking how many crunches a day should i do to get visible abs or can i uh, have a ab workout can you add an extra ab workout to my training plan which is something i've had my clients ask for or how do i get more confident into this swimsuit what exercises should i do and i have talked about this before but as long as i get those questions i'll be here to gently and lovingly tell you the truth about spot reducing fat from areas of your body that you want to burn that fat from this is not how it works that's the truth of it i told a friend yesterday that between crunches and squats she's better off doing squats to lose fat around her belly and she was surprised and to be fair so would i be a few years ago when i was trying to do exactly the same thing and trying to flatten my belly but squats are more squats are more demanding exercise for a body as a whole and it works they work not just your legs they also you know like any other compound movement compound exercise that involves more than one specific muscle group it will overall expend more energy than trying to target your abs with some crunches or sit-ups but what i'm not saying is that you now should start doing 100 squats a day challenge to get a flat stomach targeting specific body parts with specific exercises won't impact how much fat is stored around there and i'll use a really good metaphor i've heard from my mate lewis bowman a pt i work with uh, in the same gym a while ago like few years ago and he used a swimming pool metaphor so if you imagine losing body fat from your body it's like draining water from a swimming pool and on one side you have the shallow end and that shallow end will empty quicker than the deep end on the other side and the deep end will take longer before you start seeing the bottom of the pool and your body will genetically be programmed to hold to body fat in some areas and lose body fat quicker in other areas and you don't need different tools to empty both sides of the pool yes i'm acknowledging the drilling again <laughs> But let's try to push for it let's see um you don't need to have different tools or different ways of emptying both sides of the swimming pool so you don't need to <clears throat> sorry target those areas in any different way to lose body fat from different parts of your body as long as you are in calorie deficit you will lose body fat from your body but you will notice getting leaner in some places first and then you'll have to be patient to see the results in those areas we like to call stubborn in reality they're not stubborn nor is the fat around those areas and it's not like it's trying to be mean to you it's not like those body parts are like hey i'm gonna just be stubborn here and just you know annoy you a bit it's not an animated object is that what i would say and um, it is what it is and this is how your body is programmed and this is how your body is and this is where it's programmed to store body fat for a bit longer and just want to keep and hold on to it for a bit longer but it's not as if it's doing it on purpose so what you need to do is to stay in deficit 
stick to your routine and remember to trust the process and the process will be exactly the same. Your training program will still target all of the major muscle groups to create a balanced physique and your diet and activity outside of the training will help to create that calorie deficit that will lead to fat loss overall from your entire body. Hello neighbors again. Um, are you kind of like, I'm wondering here, are you disappointed or are you relieved that actually it is all simpler than you thought? Fat loss doesn't really have to be that complicated, nor does it need to be complicated to, or we, do, we don't have to complicate the training specifically for women and specifically around their periods. Um, whether you're looking for building muscle or losing body fat, it is all kind of simple. And there's no magic trick to it. There's no spe special ways and programs that you have to pay hundreds of pounds for. It all works in the same, based on the same principle. And the difficulty of it comes with applying it and staying consistent with it. So the reason why we're not all, because like, yeah, when I say it's simple, it's not like we're all walking around having exactly the bodies that we want, because if it was easy, then we would all achieve those goals, right? And the results. So it is simple, but that difficulty comes from implementation of it and the implementation of those methods and principles. Staying consistent with it for long enough to see the results, for long enough not and not giving up before the results actually happen and trusting that process. And this is something that you are absolutely capable of. I know maybe you feel like the previous attempts um, maybe left you feeling like you've, you know, you will never achieve it. Maybe you feel like it will never work because you never successfully managed to achieve your goals. Maybe you're even, and that would be even worse, and I hope that's not the case, but a lot of the times we're wondering what is wrong with us if we cannot achieve what we want to achieve, even though we think we're doing the right things. So there's nothing wrong with you, and this is the one most important thing I want you to take away. Everything is okay with you. And everything is wrong with overcomplicating things by influencers and getting conflicting information online. So that's what's wrong. It's not you. It's them problem. So if you need simplicity, I want to finally see how much you can achieve in less time than you think. Reach out to me or go to my website. Again, I'll leave the all the details in the episode notes. And let's jump on a call and see if I can help you. Also, let me know on Instagram if you enjoyed this episode. Share it with friends, please. Or even better, share it on your social media to help me reach more people. I really want this information to be free and accessible to as many people as possible. And you have no idea the impact you have when you just share it with others. So yeah, that's my little, little ask for you. And I hope this was helpful. I hope this and the rest of the week, whenever you're listening to it, will be empowering and great for you and speak soon. Bye.